Today's episode of Chunky Glasses, the podcast, is brought to you by the Indivisible Guide, a practical guide for resisting the Trump agenda. It's a team made up of former congressional staffers uh, revealing their best practices for making Congress listen. That sounds like something we're all interested in, right? Right. Uh, you can donate to this group on their page at www.indivisibleguide.com. You can follow them up on Twitter, which is at Indivisible Team. Uh, we follow them. So if you just look at our followers, you can get it like that. They have weekly calls. They have put out emails. They they make uh, videos. They, they, they're they keeping you informed so you can, uh, as the kids say, stay woke, and uh, we can maybe get some shit done. So that's Indivisible Guide. Uh, they are awesome. And now let's get on with the show. It happens here, and it finishes here. Two men enter, one man leaves. Merely a two-word review, just a shit sandwich. I will roll the record up to the last man. That right there is a Welcome back to the Basement Solo Music Lovers. You are now tuned into yet another exciting adventure with us here on Chunky Glasses, the podcast. I am your host, Kevin, as usual, and uh, we thank you for choosing to spend a little more time with us this week. And we are going to reward you with a great little podcast here. Uh, this week we're going to be talking about the new album from Julian Lage and Chris Eldridge. Uh, of uh, He's in the Punch Brothers. Julian Lage is all over the place, plays with Nels Klein. They have a new album called Mount Royal, uh, and, uh, and we're sort of digging on it, so we're going to be talking about that with you this week. Uh, before we get to that, we're going to be talking about Wheeler Walker Jr. Now, if you remember us mentioning him last year, he was actually a song of the year with uh, Fuck You Bitch. And uh, and this is a uh, comedian uh, who has assumed a character much in the way of Andy Kaufman. And uh, he's, he had a little run in with Pledge Music, or at least the uh, the good people who who run Pledge Music and, and leave comments and stuff like that. Uh, it has been coined, and uh, I hate this, but it has been coined Jizzgate, and uh, so we're going to be talking about that. Uh, and then at the back end of this, stick around, because uh, Sunvolt is back. They, they are back, uh, if you remember them. They are sort of the the progenitors of alt-country. Back when uh, Jay Farrar was an Uncle Tupelo with Jeff Tweedy, they broke up and split into Wilco and Sunvolt, uh, representing the two different sort of styles and we've seen how both have done they are back with a new album and so we've got a track for you to check out uh also maddie maddie makes her debut you heard her on a, a podcast earlier uh a couple i guess about a month ago but she is now sitting down on the mic and then providing excellent commentary more facts based than us for sure so that is your podcast if you are ready and if this is something you seem like you're gonna feel like you're into uh then Get comfortable, get a beverage, and let's head on down to the basement to see what's going on. I haven't worked up, I have not worked up any, any uh... good lines on that at all, okay? <laughs> I'm just gonna go with it in the moment. Uh, humana, humana. Whatever comes, whatever comes, comes. <laughs> that, that that representing Zika tonight was Maddie. 
Um, <laughs> no, it's, it's you emailed good. it out and said, "Do you want to talk?" I, I did. I did email it out. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think uh, it's Wheeler Walker Jr. We can do, we can riff on that real quick because this is a quick album. If you want, I mean, do we want to or not? Do you want to, Maddie? Do you want to? <laughs> I just said, "Whatever comes, comes." You brought it. <laughs> Nobody got. Nobody got my joke. Okay, maybe uh, we don't want to talk this about this. This is a no, tough. I get, I get, I get to track away from the album. First of all, uh, Carrie, welcome back. Ian, yes. welcome back. Uh, Thank Maddie, you. this is gonna be your first time, like actually on mic. Yeah. So it's good if you pull wow. it close, get it in there. Well, yeah, I'm okay. so excited for another lady. Yes, it is. No, it's if, women, if, woman week. <laughs> if Aubrey ever comes back, then we'll have like three. And if Madeline stops by, you guys can't touch this because universes wind. Like it's like two twins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. We'll stay away from each other. Nerd metaphysical joke. Yes, that doesn't work at Georgetown. <laughs> I'm, I'm studying music at Georgetown. Let's yes, be clear. That's, that's <laughs> true. Uh, so uh, we're here to talk about uh, an album by a guy that I admire uh, most of his work, actually, including this. One, I think Julian Lage, along with Chris Eldridge from the Punch Brothers, they have a new album out uh, called Mount Royal. It is their second album. The previous one was a couple years ago called Avalon. Real quick before that, I want to get on uh, just covered posters. What's up, Rusty? We should have to. called him. It's like, Rusty, somebody's actually talking about jizz. Because yeah. you shouldn't use that word. Um, Wheeler Walker Jr., we talked to him, uh, or talked about him at the end of this year. It's a comedian by the name of Ben Hoffman, but he, he has a character named Wheeler, Wheeler Walker Jr., a fantastic comedy and, and, um, and country album called Redneck Shit came out last year that has one of the truly heartbreaking songs called Fuck You Bitch. It was our song of the year, right? Yes, it was. You know? Yeah, well, it was. It, it was, it, it was. As, as determined by the editor in chief of our it, it, podcast. It, it, it summed up our thoughts about 2016. <laughs> yes, totally. it did. But, but it's actually, yes, it it's funny because he's, he's in with Dave Cobb. He's in with uh, Sturgill Simpson. He's like, a, he's a, he's big in Nashville and he's talented. Like this isn't like Return of Bruno type of shit, which, right. you know. Which is Bruce Willis for all you, all you kids out there. More like Country Thanks. Flight of the Concords. Yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. So, so uh, I guess he's doing his his uh, his second album. I didn't know he was doing this. So he's doing it on Pledge Music, which we have a lot of friends who have used Pledge Music. And what this basically is is you can. Uh, it's like Kickstarter, except you're sort of funding somebody over a set amount of time. So, like Lucky So and So's, your band could do this. You can yeah. say, "Hey, be a patron to Lucky So and So's. You give five bucks a month, and you get I don't know a newsletter, or a we sticker. Are, we are accepting patrons. You can ride around in the van. Currently yeah, accepting you, get, oh, you get to ride around in the van. Is that one of them? Um, but apparent. So, in in the spirit of uh, of what Wheeler Walker Jr. is about. Uh, I, and I forget the name of, of the song, but apparently it's crude. It's really crude. It's something like Pussy Master. So I, I don't even know. Uh, and uh, he got complaints, which I I didn't know you could do with Pledge Music or whatnot. People had given him a lot of money and he got all these complaints. And for the first time in their history, Pledge Music said no and uh, refunded everybody their money, leaving uh, him in the lurch, but also leaving him somebody in the lurch who is pretty well connected. So... This is more a discussion, I think, about – a real quick discussion of that, about these <laughs> crowdfunding sites. You know, that's – it's not outright censorship because they can do what they want. He can do what he wants. But but what does that say when you have this, like, huge crowdfunding platform that is like, okay, even though this is uh, a comedy album, even though this, like, some stuff is just too far, how is that going to affect their business? 
you're shaking their head. You're shaking your head, Benny. I just feel like it was too far. Yeah. Like there's comedy albums and then there's yeah this. It wasn't. It wasn't like Nazi. Like it, it wasn't you know alt right anything. It was. It was just comedy. Gross. Yeah. Totally it's harmless. Gross. I think gross. Totally is the harmless. Word. It's, gross. It's gross. But totally, ultimately harmless. <laughs> and I don't know. Somebody's being a school marm. I feel like. Maybe. Gary. Uh, I kind of feel like um the the item fits the fans because it's you know what you're getting with this guy. Right. It's not like he surprisingly sent you something and then was like, hey, guess what? I, my DNA's on it. Um, <laughs> well, that's the thing. It didn't send him out and it sort of was a joke. No, I know. But it, a but disgusting it's, joke. But. Right. And and I do think that it gets into the um, into the realm of where where are you going to draw the line? If, it, if it's, I mean, it is disgusting. It is, you know, it's stupid. It's juvenile. So are, you know, half the albums that are out there that aren't necessarily mainstream uh are they gonna like not do crowdfunding for dice clay i find him to be wholeheartedly offensive but is that something that you know i'm gonna say nobody else let me put the question another way if you're an artist who who really believes in like freedom of speech you can say what you want and you're making a a political statement do you now go to pledge music and still think you're okay to do that or do you worry that they're going to like drop the hammer and like kick you off? Right, because their explanation for it seems to be uh well, you know, we ha- we're we're not about censorship, but we got a lot of pushback, so we censored this one. Right. That's not really a a, a mission statement. That's no. that's not really a clarifying uh, and ben, Benji's thing. a good guy. We we been trying to get him on here. Right. Uh, well, because the thing is it can go both ways. I mean, the what we've seen in the last 2 months is a very very <laughs> loud 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 majority of women because we are the fucking majority, you asshats. And um, when we don't like something, Ivanka Trump, your shit's not going to get sold. And so we could very easily say, oh, well, we find this all all this bullshit offensive and then yeah. shut it down. And I, yeah. I'm personally not comfortable with that type of power on a... Um, I mean, if I don't want to buy Ivanka's shoes, that's fine. But I'm not comfortable with that kind of power exerting itself on like a pledge music platform. If you don't like his shit, don't pledge it. Right. You know? At right. the same time, if they're going to push something that's KKK, I'm going to call them and yell at them about it. Yeah, yeah. But I'm still equally uncomfortable with... Uh, One I, thing I'm we just, didn't do, and, and I'll do yeah. now, is actually look and see what's up there, if there is stuff like yeah. that. It's, uh, it goes back to Skokie, uh, the Skokie marches, you know? Yeah. I, I vehemently despise what you're saying, but I will say you have a right to say it. Unless it's fucking alt news, and then you can go screw yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I have no opinions. No opinions, not, not at all. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I think it, it's funny because look, he has the money. Like that—that's actually not the point. He has right. the money. He has the—he has the backup. Like this is this is a sort of a done deal. This album will get done. Uh, he has his fans too. I mean, he sold out like Jam and Java here. He's a comedian, and he just and and it's those people who like like Tenacious D. He's just taking it a step further. Mm-hmm. Um, like I am confused. This guy, I mean, Benji, uh, the guy who runs Pledge Music is a big proponent of blockchain, which we haven't been able to talk about yet, but we will. And this is supposed to change, like get artists paid. I mean, he's an advocate for the arts. So it like the, on the whole, it doesn't make sense. So maybe we should be, this may be a catalyst or it might be something that they haven't had to deal with before. And now all of a sudden that they're, they're finding a lot of vocal pushback. Mm -hmm. This is, they, you know, they're saying this is the first one we've had this kind of massive pushback against. It just may be an opportunity for pledge music to say we're, we are the platform for, this type of 
uh, fundraising and this type of crowd crowdfunding. And we won't put you on if you are somebody who promotes the KKK. And we won't put you on sure. if you're somebody who says you're going to jizz all yeah. over your posters. Rusty, I'm using your word. <laughs> I will send you a dollar fifty. <laughs> using your words. Um, <laughs> um, well, I'm going to maybe take a little bit different tact. I, I feel like it's comedy. And maybe this is, I don't know, maybe this is male-female thing. I don't know. I feel like it's comedy. It's it's harmless. And um, it doesn't make sense to me to, to shut it down. I mean, obviously, his fans know what they're getting. And there's probably a bunch of dudes like hanging out, cracking up at the thought of getting a jizz-covered poster that they're going to get the black light out of. And now we know it's we know it's it, in Ian's basement it, now. Yeah, um, well, no, no, because we've said that we've said this on many podcasts. Because dudes are fucking gross. You and I know this. We're fucking gross. We're and disgusting. I'm not, I'm not saying it should necessarily. I'm not saying it should necessarily be shut down. I'm saying that this seems to be the catalyst that yeah. may make pledge music decide where it wants to draw its line and then what's going to happen is something else will spring up that's like you can go and crowdfund yeah all the disgusting nightmarish crap you want you want to <laughs> listen to this you go right ahead here is the site for you we're going to get as, so they just create a competitor uh well but for <laughs> a competitor but in a different um but in a different genre in a different field if they're going to draw a line and say we're yeah. not going to i mean if they're going to take him down they're going to start finding that that's a very fudge fudge worthy line of so, trying so, to figure so out you're from now we're looking at like is. pledge music for all your jesus rock needs <laughs> well, it's, like, it's you know um uh pornography i i don't i can't define it but i know it when i see right. it you know right. it's, I, I don't know it's offensive but i know right. it when i hear it you have who's your gonna, line who's yeah. gonna decide that pledge music needs to at this point decide what their line is so that they don't run into this issue again because what they had to yeah. do is they had to shut it down and refund everybody's money mm-hmm. right. so you, that's you a have, business deci- that's have, a business it's decision. a business decision and they've now pissed off everybody that put their money up yeah. Yeah. And they've also got it. I mean, this guy actually does have quite a following who are yep. pretty vocal and he's actually got some traction. But if this happened to somebody who didn't have that kind of traction, what would that person, what would that artist right. do? The right. person who, would be who will exert more pressure? The, uh, the, uh, the people who are offended by this and, and so, aren't give you any money. so offended and so <laughs> offended that they went and complained about it. Right. Or the people who are going to, his fans who are pissed off that, that, that the thing got pulled. But Who's going like, to well, exert more influence? His fans are actually giving the money. Are the people who are complaining about it saying, if you don't take this down, I will never fund another band on Pledge Music ever again. Because then they're only hurting the so, artists well, that they well, like. They were funding uh, him and then they decided... <coughs> I will say in the he Billboard went too article, far and they they wanna, they they, uh, they mentioned a band called Steel Panther, which if you haven't seen <laughs> uh, their album covers, it's a it's a giant uh, pair of steel balls. Uh, <laughs> you have a woman in a dog collar. Yeah, <laughs> and and so they they mentioned this band and like. Part of what they were offering as a reward is like you get backstage and we are guaranteeing you won't get knocked up. It's like what are you talking about? And but that's okay. I know, you look you, you look like you want to say something, Maddie. Uh, well, I mean, I only read the one article that you put in the link, but yeah. it sounded like the group of people complaining and his fans were the same because he was also backtracking. It's, it didn't <laughs> sound it? like yeah. Based on the article, it didn't sound like Pledge Music pulled it out from under him. He also posted. Not an apology, but kind of an explanation. 
of what mm. of what went down there. And he just said, yeah, sorry, like, or not, he didn't say sorry, I should clarify. Are you saying he we're going off that clock after only half reading an article? No, 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 no. <laughs> well, Which one did you read? This is your, this is your first podcast, <laughs> Maddie, you have a lot to learn. <laughs> we no, are not no, a facts-based, no. we are not a facts-based oh, podcast. Okay, we, 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 just, we, we, we just want to have a larger discussion we, about we, censorship, we, that's fine, yeah, that's no, fine. We, we aren't facts-based, but, uh, <laughs> just call but it uh, no, we could have read fake news. We're facts, <laughs> we're facts suggestive. I know, I, I, Mr. Spicer, paging Mr. Spicer. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, look at this pile. Yeah, I know. I, I think I did see that where where he was he, he was apologizing <laughs> that it happened, mate, that, but not so much that like. Yeah, he was his, he was just saying you know people got his offended, his, right. his quote unquote art. <laughs> I mean, well, I better get my post. <laughs> yeah. No, but he also didn't say like, oh, I was totally behind this and pledge music pulled the rug out from under me and right took that off. Not at all. It sounded like that was kind of a. Hmm more collaborative decision of like oh we offended some people let's think of something different she goes to georgetown she reads oh my goodness are you guys gonna bring that up every podcast no. we are <laughs> I mean, my well, father is my father's, father's, yeah, father's yeah, georgetown grad so we're just, yeah, we're just i grew up a proud boy yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh shit are we like first it was lawyers now we're just gonna have a bunch of georgetown people on here uh well i can leave nah, if there's a problem if an ohio uh, state if an ohio state person comes i'm leaving <laughs> we all have our lines in the sand. Yes, like some people are, are the Buckeyes, and some are just covered posters. So I'll actually follow up on this in a few weeks because I, I want to see. I mean, I, I I know his PR people. I'll reach out to him. I want to see who we'll, exerts we'll get more to pressure the on them. Of this and, uh, and and break it right here because we're gonna do our own research. Because like yes. I said, it, it is very concerning to me uh, that a company that advocates for the arts would try to censor the arts in any way, in a way as silly as this. As juvenile as this, but can we call it Jizzgate? Uh, no. And if you get to the bottom of it, I mean, it could turn out that it was more of a collaborative decision, and, could, uh, could, and then it wouldn't be censorship. Yeah, it yeah. would just be a business choice. It'd just be a business choice. So, uh, we'll wait, see. can we also say on this the one of the real disturbing thing in the article was that he seems to believe his semen is the only semen that glows under blacklight. Did you read that quote? <laughs> he said, he, yeah, he said, my, my jizz glows under the black light. He's so, like, have you ever seen not. a single episode of CSI? Remember. You have to remember. He, <laughs> glows you have to remember. he is playing a character. Wait, so he, the real problem here is that so it, he thought those posters were special because his is apparently the only. Maddie, have you never Maddie, seen Maddie, the I-Team investigation? His is, right, his is radioactive. Maddie, I never so. said his words were good. <laughs> They're not, but that's uh, okay. Um. Although Fucky right. Bitch is pretty damn good. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's talk about some uh some folk yes. No words on this album. That song is Bone Collector. That is off of uh, Mount Royal, Julian Lages, and Chris Eldridge's latest uh, collaboration. These guys come from, uh, you know, Chris Eldridge, like we were saying, comes from Punch Brothers, who I saw the term chamber folk today. <laughs> I don't 
I don't know if I agree with that, but I mean, they they definitely Punch Brothers are their own thing. Yeah. They, they are. Uh, well, they've evolved into kind of a different thing that they started. I mean, they started out from, if so. it was just based on Thiele, I'd call it Spazgrass, but it's neither here nor there. But and Julian Lage is is a guy who has uh, he has been around the jazz scene. He was a uh, prodigy as a child. Nils Klein took notice, uh, so he's been playing on a bunch of records with him, and just randomly fell in with this crowd. Found that him and Chris Eldridge had an affinity for each other, and now over two albums that has played out. This is. Uh, not as I think we were saying maybe off mic. This is maybe a little more background music. It's certainly, you could like put it in the background, but it's also something that we don't talk about a lot. Where it's just uh, very nice composed music. It's not necessarily exciting, but it is uh, gorgeous. So I want I want to start from there. And, and Ian, like you had a, you had some thoughts on this. Like when you, we were listening to it upstairs and. It- as a guitar player. Yeah, yeah. It's beautifully crafted. I mean, it's two guitar players. There's there's a couple songs with vocals, um, which actually I'm I I enjoy it a lot. The the songs with vocals are some of my favorites. Um Is this the point where we say, ha ha, you like Eddie Vedder solo songs? <laughs> <laughs> I no, I'm fine with it. I, I like actually I'm not fine with that. I can't say that. <laughs> okay. But the but 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 I do feel like there's a lot of really really beautifully crafted yeah. stuff. I mean, it, you can tell that there's a great affinity and a great foundation. It's these aren't these aren't Johnny Come Lately's to this style of music. Yeah, know? I feel like there there's there's a deep foundation there, um, and it's just expertly crafted. You know, it's yeah, yeah. I mean, it it if you've heard Lage's stuff, I mean, you've definitely heard Eldridge's stuff. If you've heard Lage's stuff, it is mostly electric. He is, uh, reminds me of old Al Dimiola, mm-hmm. uh, the, uh, live at, uh, Avalon, I think, and Arclight were his last two electric albums. Uh, just really, uh, the only word to put it is like competent and masterful, like jazz, in a, in a style you don't see a lot anymore. And you see him sit down though on an acoustic guitar and get, they, they do this interesting thing. It's actually throwing me off on this a little, this album a little that didn't on Avalon. They assume the same tone, and so it's really hard sometimes to tell which one is which, unless somebody you point out, like if if you if you know their styles of playing, then maybe you can pick it out. But mm-hmm. I, I am not attuned to like them that closely to know which it right. is. I don't know if that's intentional. I don't know you you studying music, Maddie. Uh, what what would be your guess? Please do not bring that up every oh. podcast. It's just the first one. What would be my guess? Um, yeah, I didn't feel like they were separated either on the like they. Right. I didn't feel like the recording was trying to help you separate their tones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like leaving the personalities out of it and just having. Yeah, but I would also say that they separate from each other enough that you, um, get the sense of personality as well. Like yeah. when they play, I mean, they do play together a lot, but they also split off and play variations and play mm-hmm. melodies. Yeah. I assumed that Julian was doing the melody lines. Yeah. And that Eldridge was doing more of the rhythm. Yeah. The bass parts. That's sort um, of his role in Punch Brothers. And which mm-hmm. is really kind of like, it's, it's, that's part of what I was talking about, about how beautifully done it is. I mean, you have on two acoustic guitars, uh, you know, percussion, bass mandolin parts um solos that easily could have been played on mandolin parts that easily could be played on a banjo so i feel like it's 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 not it's not a uh uh, doing something different with the craft i feel like it's it's bringing it all in and doing it in very sparse instruments instrumentation um and it's just really expertly done yeah 
So let's hear a track uh, now. Uh, what do you guys want to hear? I have it's sort of like the um, old Grimes as well. I was about to say my favorite track is Old Grimes, and <clears throat> okay. it, they actually play in unison for <clears throat> yeah, a do. lot of it, but it sounds it's really really, really right. nice. Well, let's do let's do Old Grimes. Grimes, so we're saying get, get a little bit of the traditional bluegrass in here, and that I think that is probably the clearest part of the album. It comes about halfway in the album, actually, yeah. uh, where you see uh, because look, Julian Lage will get away from you with his jazzy licks. He will make a jazz, <laughs> and if you're not into that, and, and and you aren't expect and you're expecting like to hear something like this to be a more traditional album. I mean, Punch Brothers won't even do that. No, I felt like this was kind of a gateway album, like in between where Punch Brothers used to be or where Nickel Creek started out. And yeah. then this kind of, this is like this is like the interim album that Punch Brothers didn't make because they seem to just launch themselves into the sea of jazz, progressive, mm-hmm. alternate bluegrass, whatever you want to call them. Um, and it was nice. Uh, and, and I found this whole album to be a little bit messy. And it was really nice having this right in the middle to kind of right. re-anchor you because it is it is definitely background music. I call it just like brunch music, but like at a really good like local brunch place yeah, that, yeah. that serves like farmers market I, eggs. Is it, is organic it, brunch I, music. I, organic I, I, brunch I, I, music, right? Locally sourced organic. <laughs> right. The pigs all have like shiatsu massage before they are turned uh, into bacon. Yes. Yes. The best. The best pig. Uh, you know, this is going to this is going to shock you, but I was sort of going to say the same, exact same thing. I, I think what what's happened is Thiele. I mean, we know Thiele is doing um, a Prairie Home Companion now. He is doing. We saw it at the Kennedy Center, the American Acoustic thing. Mm-hmm. That's going to be at Newport this year. Yep. So that actually means that's going to be touring around. That has I'm with her. I think that's going to kind of take over Newport this year. Yeah. I think that there's going to yeah, be a because lot it, more because it's him and the Punch Brothers, which. Yeah. And Julian Lage is up there with somebody now. Mm-hmm. I think he's playing with Eric Johnson, actually. Really? From Food Pots. Yeah, I think I saw him today. <laughs> nice. So, 
So, so, but my point is, is like Thiele has risen up and 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 become this beacon to all these people who love bluegrass, but maybe want to push it forward, but maybe don't. And it, if you get into like Punch Brothers now, I mean, people love them, but if you, it is more progressive, more jazz. And I think a lot of people still need this little bump, this ease into it. Uh, I sort of compared this album and the Avalon to uh, a group uh, is uh, Grateful Dog, which was David Grisman, uh, Tony, Tony Rice. Yeah, it was Tony Rice, Jerry Garcia. And this was back in like the 70s and 80s. And what they were doing was taking bluegrass and doing a very they, – they do a uh, almost like a dead jam with it. I have a fantastic show from like Squaw Valley. And then they would just play a traditional song. But then they would turn it around and play, and they treated like uh, Jack Straw, the dead song, as mm-hmm. a traditional song. But then they would turn around and play a traditional jazz song in this style. So they were really like messing with the formula, but they could they could float in and out of this. And I know these guys can do that live, but on both of these albums now, they are sticking to just sort of like, hey, we're out here. What I like about this um, is kind of tying into what you guys were talking about this it's just really it's an intelligent mix of things they 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 put the uh the songs together really nicely even if it when they do start to kind of splay out a little bit they're still really well crafted songs i felt smarter when i was listening to this it's really it's it's great background music to have on while you're working if you're drafting something or writing something um i actually found it a little bit surprising when the vocals started in on some of them did you just understand infinite jest you got it i did i started reading it and i read it in like an hour oh my god uh it's funny you mentioned the vocals uh because that is actually a uh my one thing or vocal because there's only one of them singing to so. vocal yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and that's actually if i had to ding this uh pretty hard it would be the vocals and it's not because they're necessarily bad but they're sort of bland and i want to play an example of this and and because you, maddie said this earlier you're yeah. waiting to hear a harmony like for yeah. me i was waiting to hear a mandolin and i know that they're filling in nicely with i mean the the, the guitar work on this it, i had to look it up to make sure they weren't playing 12 string because it really right they get into some flamenco shit on there that's mm-hmm. like wow they, that's really impressive for two guys with 12 strings combined but not but not that so i think everyone's brain is trained to listen to a certain thing in bluegrass i i wanted mandolins and i really wanted banjos to get the fuck out and I think, <laughs> yeah and we mentioned he has like that classic nice tenor mm-hmm. voice yeah. that is like a great bluegrass voice but normally it would come with other voices. Yeah, let's hear a little bit. It's minimalist. And, it's and minimalist. This, is, this is, as I was joking, Ian, this is a uh, Eddie Vedder song, previously performed <laughs> with tenor and ukulele, now with uh, tenor and Julian Lage. I should have known there was someone else. Maybe. Down below, I always kept it to myself. Now I believe in nothing. Not today as I move myself out of your sight Oh, I'll be sleeping by myself tonight I can never go with no one else The hurt don't show, but who knows time will tell now i believe in nothing but the pain and i can't see this turning out right oh i'll be sleeping by my 
So I like that version of it. I think it's a little thin. I would love to hear Sweater Set um, play that song. And they may... Which is... Which is uh, just the best local band, little combo, and they do ukuleles, and they have gorgeous harmonies. Yeah. Um, and I, they may very well cover it, and I just haven't seen it. But um, but but I, I want something more out of that song. I mean, it... So in its original format, it it didn't really have a lot, you know. It it, it originally was just well, a ukulele. Well, it's just a song, but yeah, you could do a lot with it. Yeah, um, I I think if you're going to go to the effort of covering it, you should do it do a better job than the original. Well, that's what I don't know because if if you're talking about just tradition, like this could be them just assuming bringing this up into the uh, bluegrass or modern bluegrass or whatever you want to spazgrass tradition, whatever you want to call it, this could be them like accepting Eddie Vedder into that tradition. Uh, by the way, I, w- I want to say Sweater Set is, is, uh, is Sarah Curtin and mm-hmm. Maureen McAndry. They're local people. They're, mm-hmm. they're awesome. And they're, uh, amazing. they're fantastic. I've been, uh, I've had the pleasure of playing on a bill with them really? uh, once or twice and just great. Tremendous musicians. They do amazing stuff. It's just the two of them. They switch instruments. They yeah. have like pitch perfect harmony. Well, Sarah does solo stuff, but Sarah I haven't seen her. Stuff, I haven't yeah. seen her solo. I've only yep. seen them as a as a pair in right. a number of different. Including, including the ukulele. She has, and I've yeah. seen them at the ukulele festival a couple yeah. of times. They're great. Um, but but back to back to this song. Like what it <laughs> is. What yeah. What what it is is it just. Uh, I mean, this was for Into the Wild, right? This was. was it? Does does Eddie Vedder have more than one ukulele album? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, it's not my week to keep up with him, so I don't yeah. know. Eduardo would know. He would. Know. That guy knows everything. Um, you ukulele know, volume eight. Yeah, ukulele <laughs> volume eight. So, like, I I don't. It's it's just a weird cover, and it, and it's the other one is. I mean, they love him yeah. apparently. Yeah. Like they do this, but then I don't know that they belong on this album. Is the thing right? That's sort of what I'm getting at, mm-hmm. because like without like fleshing that out and without and with just doing it like exactly like that. Well, is, this would be cute as a filler, like a, a, a way to like take a break during a concert. If you have an hour, like ninety minutes to kill, and you want a time to be able to stand there and catch your breath mm-hmm. in between your you know more uh, vigorous guitaring work, yeah, 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 that would be a nice thing to just kind of sit on a stool. The, there is another song on here, though, Living in the Mississippi Valley, that's by John Hartford. Uh, and, and that guy is, is yeah, and he, that guy is is uh, a master of fiddle and banjo. And and uh, he died a couple of years ago, but uh, it's off of Annual Waltz. That's Living, uh, I said it already, Living in Mississippi Valley of Annual Waltz. So, I mean, they're they're aware. I like the, and, like and that they're, one too. they're contrasting this stuff with their own composition. So it does feel a little weird and that uh i would say i would say really quickly i think sleeping by myself is probably the weakest song vocally but you brought up uh uh living in the mississippi valley i liked i liked the vocals on that and on things in life i really did like the vocals i I found their the rendition of mississippi valley to be claustrophobic i was like oh god just please stop and thankfully it's only two minutes long and so they did but (laughs) <laughs> um, by that time, I was like, oh, "Knock it off." <laughs> Maybe we need to hear it, huh? Maybe we need to hear it. Yeah, let the, yeah, I mean, let yeah, the listener can, judge. We can do it. We can. We can do what we want. Uh, we're, we're playing. We're, we're, it's Kevin's we basement. Like we, 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 we are playing uh, all of the album of Mount uh, Royal tonight. Uh, next up, living in Mississippi Valley, the three-hour Julie. You could 
take me back to a good old home of love and people that taught in that Mississippi Valley. Even on a Sunday morning, you know that I'll be there. And we all come back for to be with you, good neighbor. Live a good life in the Mississippi Valley. Down on the river, you know that's where I want to be. And the night comes on like a blanket, chilly winds. People come out in the Mississippi Valley, western Kentucky, Cairo, over in South St. Louis. There's a baseball game at the Legion Post on Tuesday. Have a good ride on the Julia Bell Swing. Go down to the river, you know that's where I want to be. And the fields of corn and the banjo music. Catfish fry and the tobo payload pushing upstream against the stars. And a letter come back from a girl in Calhoun County. Here in the middle of the Mississippi Valley. I'm in love and you know that's where I want to be. Uh, living in Mississippi Valley, yeah. There's a board of too many guitars. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's still, you know, like like you've said multiple times, Maddie, it, it comes off, It that is, I think, the best vocal track on here. It comes off feeling a little thin, though, a little, not underdeveloped, but just not uh, not as rich as necessarily the rest of the album. You just wouldn't mind having his voice. Yeah, maybe. Well, because the guitars, the guitars on, on, the, well, on just the instrumental tracks are so like intertwined, and so yeah. there's so much going on. And then you get to this, and it's just like, oh, okay. It's so funny because um, I don't listen. Whenever we get uh, the list of what's going to be reviewed, yeah. I, I just start listening to it as a whole. I don't go through and parse out song by song. Yeah, and that by itself was absolutely fine. It's when you hear it at the end yeah. of an hour of other. A lot of guitar yeah. um, that I just found it to be like too much. Just there's no break. There's no pause. There's no stopping. It's just this two minutes of da, 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 da even though it is thin. Um, but by itself, yeah, it was totally inoffensive. Yeah. So, uh, Carrie, what are you going to do with this? I'm going to pass. Are you? I am actually. Would it's, you go see him live? So I, would go, I would definitely go see them live. I okay. will always go see anybody that even whispers bluegrass live uh because i am from kentucky okay okay so, so you, you're gonna you're gonna drop the hammer yeah i'm not i'm gonna i'm gonna pass okay ian i enjoyed it i um i can see myself listening to it at work um just like you mentioned it's great for you know having in the background a draft i, I kind of pictured it as coffee house music um but Organic. again really well really Organic. well grand grounded in you know, kind of the roots of 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 this music, so I would buy it. Would the buy kind it. of coffee house that gives back to the community. Yeah. And speaking of which, before before you you uh, drop the hammer here, Manny, can we? We used to do a thing a lot of times situationally, like what is this good for? We were like coffee house, like cleaning the house. What, what else are we thinking? Andre was uh, always napping with the cats, smoking a bong and cleaning the house. <laughs> this riding would be around really a, good with smoking a bong, riding around in a van. Wish I did that. That's one of my art playlists, really quick. Like painting. This oh yeah, great background music. Painting. Yeah. Okay, nice. Do you feel smarter when you're painting. Yeah, serious. I I liked that this was. You know how other people can see what you're listening to on Spotify? Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, check me out. This is so, <laughs> this is educational. Oh my God, that's like perfect. Like bluegrass Mozart. That's exactly what we need. <laughs> you start getting calls you like, Betty, got a grant for you. Wow. She's <laughs> listening to <laughs> Julian <laughs> Lady. Yeah, all my friends were just like, anybody's going to get stage grant anymore. That's ridiculous. I hope nobody was like, we thought you were a dumbass, but Spotify ruining the world. No, so what are you going to do with the man? You can buy stream or pass. 
I have to say, I'm a, I have to say, I'm a college has. student, so like buying, you know, that's a huge. If you had, what's your recommendation? Funds. I would still say stream. Yeah, you get a, because you like, try I put, I put a solid five albums on one of my playlists. I mean, I yeah. liked the album, but I, five songs were so what, give it and a try. What ended up. Would it would it yeah. lead you to something else? Yeah, what? it actually did. Oh. I hadn't listened to Punch. Brothers. Yeah, really? Before that, no. And I hadn't listened oh. to... Um, I find that surprising. That's awesome, though. They've been around for a while, but they're also for old people. Well, I'm not even though Kentucky. they're young. Yeah. I know. <laughs> you're also young. You're so yeah. good. So She's so young. young. And I'm bringing in the millennial perspective. I told Kevin I'd bring up Taylor Swift every podcast. And and I said, and there is nothing I said wrong if Eduardo was here, <laughs> us three are just going to make the podcast about Taylor Swift. We yeah. will do that. Mm. Uh, we, if Paul's here, he'll just be sad. <laughs> He will be really sad. sad. Uh, if Paul were here, he'd take a nap because he has a baby. Yes. He's sleep depressed. Yes, that's very true. Uh, I, uh, I'm i actually going to buy this. I'm going to buy this partially because I support everything these guys do. I like, I, I really like what Julian Lage does. Uh, Eldridge, you know, he's always been... The Punch Brothers, the dynamic is always the... You have... Nothing is going to overshadow the virtuosity of uh, Thiele. But he's always been more of the support guy and i appreciate that i mean that's an important role to have mm. um i also kind of feel like he keeps stealing from like flying off the face of yes the absolutely earth. well he's what keeps, keeps it grounded really in, gra- in traditional bluegrass because yeah, if you have the chunka chunka on that and you know yep. then where the mandolin should be doing that and the yep. mandolin's not you have to have that in there somewhere um but you know even though the 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 singing songs just don't do it for me I mean, like, yeah. I mean, this is this is this is a this is a buy. The musicianship is, is really really yeah. top notch. Yeah, I feel like we're nitpicking it, but if you were to play this in comparison with, uh, yeah, you know, like right. anything else, and that's why, right and that's now, why I'm like, it's, yeah, absolutely. It's a great I, album. I hope they're playing Newport. I hope that they this just would totally get uh, funded on whatever crowdfunding site possibly <laughs> right. be out there because it's completely inoffensive. <laughs> I mean, until no, I'm not. I'm not going to say that word again. Uh, they're not radioactive. Yeah, they're not radioactive. I can't wait to see their poster. Uh, thank you guys for their coming poster down. makes muffins for you. That is uh, <laughs> five grain or seven. It just makes you some seven grain organic muffins. Totally Vegan, vegan muffins. <laughs> Everywhere you can buy records, it is, uh, in my estimation, a fine, fine effort from Mr. Lage, Mr. Eldridge. Uh, but, you know, we'll leave that up to you. If you like this sort of thing, like two guitars at once uh, from anybody, two good guitar players playing, just sort of tickles my fancy uh, each and every time. So so this is going to do it for me. Um, they are out on tour now. If you, uh, you just missed them in D.C., they played out of Jam and Java, I think, about a week ago. Uh, not sure if they're coming back, but the, the, I looked at it, and it's a big tour, so they're going to be out. You're going to get a chance to see them all over the country here uh, coming up quick. Uh, thanks to Carrie, Ian, and Maddie for coming down, hanging out. Uh, you will hear more from them in the near future. Uh, as I said up front, we wanted to talk a little bit about Sunvolt. Now, you know, back in the day, 
before there were these, uh, honestly, before there was like indie rock or whatever, there, there was uh, sliding under the surface of alternative was uh, a thing called alt country. Uh, and and sort of the people who practically invented it, I think, were Uncle Tupelo. It was Jay Farrar and Jeff Tweedy. Now, they split, and uh, rather acrimoniously, in fact, and uh, split into Jeff Tweedy with Wilco and Jay Farrar with Sunvold. If you were to take – we know what happened with Wilco, uh, and, and they've achieved like massive success. Sunvold's taken a little, little different path. But if you were to take their first albums, Trace and AM, uh, Sunvold and Wilco respectively – uh, you know, some will, by by sticking a little more traditional, they they sort of housed them, housed Wilco, just buried them. Uh, and I love both albums, but uh, there there's a gravitas and a um, an earnestness to Jay's music that is uh, you don't you don't hear a lot of anymore. Uh, so you know he's been out touring, just keeping at it uh, low these many years. And it uh, took a few year break, I think, between records. But now he's back. They have a new album called Notes of Blue. Uh, it is out now. You can check it out. Um, and uh, we got a track for you to check out. So maybe maybe you are a big fan of Sunvolt and you're like, holy shit, they're back. Maybe uh, you don't even know who Sunvolt is. If not, welcome. Because I think you're going to dig it. So here you go. Back against the wall from uh, Sunvolt's Notes of Blue. No time to be wayward. No time to be unwound. With darkness. Back against this wall 
Back Against the Wall by Sunvolt. Uh, their new album, Notes of Blue, is out now. I, you know, we were just in Austin, and they were playing at a place called Scoots. And uh, so I got the chance. We, we just sort of swung by, and the uh, it sold out, and we'd planned on we'd, – we'd, we talked to them a little bit and said, hey, we might show up, but we wanted to buy our tickets. Uh, but we got there, and, you know, the uh, the staff there was very, very accommodating. So let us let us get in and just hang out. Uh, hadn't seen them in a couple of years, and they're still fucking great. They're amazing. And um, huge sold-out crowd, awesome venue. If you're in, in Austin, go to Scoots. Uh, so, so they're going to be touring this around now. I can't recommend it highly enough. I know they're going to be playing at the 930 Club here, I think in April. Uh, so if you're in D.C. and listening to this, you can uh, you can get on that. We'll probably be at that show. And uh, the new album's great. Now, there's no, there's nothing else really to say. It is just it's Sunbolt, man. Uh, so if that's your thing, you are gonna you're gonna love the shit out of it. So um, that's about our podcast for this week. If you liked what you heard, you can subscribe to us on iTunes. You can leave us a message, a rating with a star, or just feedback there. Uh, we are available on Google Play, Mixcloud, Stitcher, SoundCloud. When we wanna be, and uh, we are out and about. Matt Condon and Mauricio Castro out just about every night shooting all the shows and telling you about it with uh honestly i mean i mean i'm a little biased but these are some of the best photographers in the in the biz right now and uh and i'm thrilled that i've been working with matt now for a long time but thrilled to be working with him um and uh coming up in the next few weeks got some really good stuff for you i think we're gonna hit the thundercat album i think we're gonna talk about that i just listened to the laura marlin album that just came out if you Stunning. So I think I think we might be going to talk about that coming up uh, on uh, on Thursday. Here we're going to be talking about Abibio Sound Machine. Just minor spoilers. They're awesome, but uh, going to be doing that, and then uh, hopefully get some interviews up in here. I know Jamal Gray is going to stop by, talk about his thing at the Fringe. Jamal Gray, who by the way does all the interstitial music uh, under the name Aquatic Gardener, which you can get up on Bandcamp. Uh, if you go there, link is always in the show notes. I highly recommend it. It does a groovy little uh, ambient sort of hip-hop something album. came out last year, and it's badass. So he's working on new music and, and put together a great, uh, great sort of lineup at the Fringe Festival coming up here that we're going to talk about. So lots of good stuff coming up. Uh, we will be back in a few short days. Until then, be good to your ears, but be better to your people. We'll talk to you soon. Kenobi! <laughs> 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 <laughs>